0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Flux, and miners of Cadenia chatting about NFTs, Web3, and beyond. Let's take a
1: listen. All right, guys, we'll go ahead and get get going here, and I'm sure there'll be lots of people to join as as we go forward. So uh, let's take a couple seconds and just kind of introduce ourselves. I'm Daniel Keller. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer and Co-Founder of both Flux and Zellcor. And I'm Dor. I'm the CEO and co-founder
2: of the Miners of Cadenia, also known as mock mock Mach.
1: And Dor is my new best friend, if you don't know, because <laughs> he he has been like unbelievably instrumental and in, and in, in helping bring one of our pet projects together. And I, I think that's how we want to lead off with this because it's been so successful. Um we're really, really excited uh to see what what, what, what we came out with. But um uh, Flux has has authorized a. It's a local watch company that I met met, met. so, Dora. I kind of met these guys when I was doing like this um, crypto, cigar cars, watches thing. And this and this young gentleman had had showed up and he had a young entrepreneur uh, from Tissal Watches and he's like, hey, um, you know, I have an idea and i actually pitched pitched my idea i was like hey can we tie these things together with uh with nfts and he liked it and uh the rest is history so if you if you've missed it or you were living under a rock uh flux uh, minted 250 um watches that will be t- tied directly to nfts so if you own the nft and you own the watch that certifies that you actually own the the watch itself if you own the watch but you don't have the nft then then it's Probably a counterfeit, or it's you know maybe you were just careless with your nFt but the value of that watch is going to be much less um than what it would have been with the companion pieces and the nice thing about it is it gives a whole bunch of opportunities uh to the folks that hold the watches they get lifetime access to any of the um dan did you get this connection? to um yeah, I'm here, sorry about that you get access to a uh, uh okay. an o g kind of uh Uh, discord chat group where everybody gets to kind of talk about how cool their watches are. So, and why is it, why this is important and, and and Dora, you can talk about this a little as well Is this is, this Mm -hmm. is one of the first use cases that I found where uh, you're really using NFTs as kind of like that non-fungible token piece. And it's not necessarily just, you know, a JPEG or a piece of art that's been created and they're selling that there. This actually has ties back to physical. Ownership, which mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people out there working on that, whether it's real estate or whether it's you know uh, maybe municipal bonds or whatever it is. But this is kind of cool because we were able to do it so fast, and I think that was that was the key. Absolutely, like I, Absolutely. like I came to you and I pitched this idea to you, and you're like, yeah, let's do it. And then like twenty minutes later, we had it all fleshed out. So I mean, this the speed at which we were able to bring it out was was pretty amazing. And that's a testament to your team as well, big time. Well, you know,
2: first of all, yeah, definitely, we do have an amazing team. But then again, you know, this is crypto. If you do not move fast, you're going to have problems, right? And for us specifically, that was an amazing test run. You know, being able to just rush something into production so damn quickly was awesome. And you know what's funny? that we had exactly the same thing happen to us like happened to you right yeah uh, some of our partners they work in a build in a in a building that has shared office spaces mm-hmm. right so one time when i was over there visiting we had a guy come over and i noticed that he ha- he was wearing a wooden watch and i was asking him about the watch because you know you don't really see a lot of watches made out of wood so it turns out all of those watches Right, He basically has his own company called Mishka, right? Mishka is a grandpa. It's like a a nickname to grandpa, okay, in Russian.
1: Oh, yeah. I've heard that before, yes.
2: Yeah. So he made that company as an homage to his grandpa, who was a watchmaker. And all of those watches are made from recycled wood, right? So we practically did exactly the same thing. We told him, hey, you know what? Let's do something together. So we made our own little collection of mock watches. But to be honest, we didn't make them with the intention to sell. We just made them because I really love watches. Like I collect watches, Watches make me happy. And it's extremely important for me to have this that symbol that I could walk around with, right? I don't wear any of our jewelry other than watches. But that actually takes us to the concept of nFTs. like I collect watches. And unfortunately, with every single watch that I buy, I have this annoying stamp or wax thingy or card that I got to keep with me as a proof of authenticity. Because if I ever want to sell that watch again, I'm going to need to have that little annoying thing. And if I lose it, well, that's going to be extremely annoying, right? So having NFTs on a blockchain, immutable, that solves it. And I'm extremely happy that you're focusing about the concept of having real world utility to those NFTs. And I think you guys are perhaps one of the very first ones that are actually doing something like that with a luxury product like watches.
1: Yeah. And I think it's a microcosm of what NFTs really can evolve into. And I think especially with this bear market and the way that things are shaping out, you know, you have to really it's no longer just have a white paper and a dream, but you actually have to have tangible, you know, minimal viable projects that are coming out. And I think the cool thing about this whole watch thing is it really got me involved. And by the way, I'm the same way. I'm super addicted to watches. That's called horology, too, by the way, in in case you ever wanted to stick that one in your back pocket. And, uh, and actually, so what really got me turned on to this was the fact that, uh, you know, I read an article about the most counterfeited uh, items in in the world and Rolex watches were right up there as number one of the most counterfeited and I don't know if you have ever seen one of those super clones uh, that float around but I mean you would you would literally have to take it to a watch dealer and have them disassemble the watch to mm-hmm. to to prove that this is actually a real Rolex. I mean these super clones are insane. Yeah. It, this kind of fixes that in, in a way because um it's almost like uh if you go to a dealer uh, or or a watch um you know a, a new dealer and say hey, I you know I want to buy a Rolex uh, or in this case a Peseau and uh, okay uh, here's the watches that we have. We have five of them. Four of them have the ownership NFTs with them, and one does not. Now, as a as a consumer, I can choose to you know take the risk on the one that doesn't have the NFT and probably get it for less. But there is a chance it could be maybe counterfeit, or I can stick with the ones that I know are actually factual with the NFT ties and uh, and buy it. And it and it's it really kind of fixes uh, a. a I would say it's not a perfect process yet, but I think as is, you know, we're going to make a little announcement today that, you know, um, well, I can just announce it now. We're, we're also going to do a, a Kadena watch as well. So uh, for all of our, our friends in uh, uh, the Kadena community, uh, it's going to be uh, a pretty cool little watch that'll come that'll probably come somewhere in quarter four of this year um same scenario as the titan legacy uh it's going to be built around cadena and some of the milestones that they've done as well so we want to you know have some interesting pieces but you know we want to we want to work with the mock team again there because like i don't i think it's i think it's an understatement to say how you guys blew me away and the way that you process through because i never knew the complexities of minting nfts getting them so they had you know everything just so and you guys really kind of blew my mind with that and at the at the pace that you guys moved with it um it it really made made nfts interesting to me again I, i'm not going to go out and buy any nfts uh except for things like this but um but damn you guys are fast and I, that really it, it tickled me to see that how quickly your team responded to that
2: yeah we definitely have to Um and it's also another thing. A lot of our team, me as well, we got a lot of experience in working under, let's say, high pressure <laughs> situations, right? Uh, a lot of them. And we did learn a few things out of our many years being in corporations. One of them is there's is no such thing as no. Right? Uh, a client, let's refer you guys to you guys, for example, right now as a client rather than a partner. A client wants something. You cannot say no right you say how can i make it happen how can i provide that to you under the constraints we have but you do not say no it cannot be done doesn't matter how impossible the task is make it happen find a way right and the second thing yeah go ahead what were you no i was going to say
1: you guys did a really good job with that because um like you know, I just want to say again that the, the complexity of of building these things out, you know, the 3D rendering, the, you know, back and forth with, you know, first pass. OK, is this what we want to look at? The, the 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 samples that you guys put together for us to look at, you know, everything down to even the color of the background and what what made sense to, you know, match the color of the watch. And I mean, the de- the eye for detail was very apparent. And I'm you know, like I said, I'm I'm definitely tooting you guys horn because I even as. You know, being in the space as long as I have been, it was very fr- refreshing to see somebody move so quickly and to put your put the customer first. Like you really did. You guys did a good job with that. Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. And that actually refers to the second thing that I wanted to say. First of all, thank you so much for the compliments. But the second thing is this. Um, you got a business, you're accountable, either towards your clients or towards your investors. So in a case like this, you're working with a client and the client assume that the client has a lot of things to deal with, right? The client doesn't want to deal with too many pieces of nonsense, right? So even about giving you the information about the NFTs, even that we're doing selectively to not overload you with information that is not entirely relevant to you. It's about understanding what the client wants, creating a picture, getting an approval, yes, no, yes, no, and moving on quickly without spamming too much right like I think around this entire process we ask you questions I think maybe two free times in total about what it is that you want and that's it right it doesn't need to be complicated especially if you want to deliver a good product you just got to understand what the client wants and produce it as best as you can according to that framework
1: yeah I think in one of the things that, that it kind of brought up for me at least as I started to, to, to watch this process unfold was the fact that, you know, we, we hear a lot about Web3 and, you know, digital ownership and what Web3 is gonna, gonna really materialize into. I think like web, the term Web3 is just kind of used as a catch-all term uh, for damn near everything from NFTs to DeFi to, you know, somebody wants to build something that's really just Web2 based, but they're gonna call it Web3 as a catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And this kind of was a testament to me as we went through this process that real ownership real digital ownership and what web web3 will be um is like two different things it's one is the infrastructure that kind of kind of runs it all the you know the fluxes the cadenas of the world that are providing the infrastructure but then there's this topology that's placed on top of it that i think will be specifically around digital ownership so like if you if you parlay out the idea we did with the watches, and you add that to the to, to, to the metaverse, as like you know, the big thing I'm hearing about now is you know Snoop Dogg paid a whole bunch of money for uh, real estate, uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and this and this and like, like it blew my mind. It's like four hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. But but in reality, when you start thinking about that, and you start thinking about this digital ownership and how NFTs and uh, really the infrastructure ties back to like real estate in the digital world, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it really is. Like I, I, it started to pull, pull some things together for me. So what do, you, what do you think about that? And like how the web, how web three materializes and, and goes beyond the hype cycle and more into like the tangible deliverable model? I'm extremely happy, right? Uh, to an extent, because it's obvious.
2: I mean, a lot of people are experiencing a lot of pain right now because of everything that's happening. But they don't see it in a way that they should, in my opinion, which is almost like a purge, like a way for the market to actually mature, right, from where it has been and move towards an actual utility based uh, web free or economy, right? Because when we're talking about web free, ultimately we're talking about ownership and decentralization, the ability of controlling your assets rather than having anybody else controlling them for you, and the ability of Actually, having a say, not only about your assets themselves, but also about the entire infrastructure you have in front of you. Are you satisfied or are you not satisfied? A type of actual democracy, or at least should be an actual democracy in the sense of DAOs and blockchains that work in a non centralized fashion, right? I mean, it's pretty obvious I'm not a big fan of uh, proof of stake, but ultimately, I'm extremely happy with the change that's going on because. A type of ideology we have and have had for ages is that money doesn't appear out of thin air and value doesn't just randomly create. It's a transition, right? Amen. And now, now that we have, or at least we'll see many more, and you know, we always got to lead by example over here. We got to create things and show people, look, this can be done. We just did it. Do it as well. You got absolutely nothing to lose right? Do that. So once we actually start by doing that and leading by example, we're opening the door to many others to do the same, not because they idolize us, but because they understand that there are no downsides to having true ownership, unless you are the one that wants to control others. And if you're the one that wants to control others, well, that's another problem entirely, right? But you're I different. think this relates extremely well to flex as well, because we're talking about real estate and that's pretty much what it is that you guys provide right this cloud infrastructure that's exactly like real estate that nobody
1: can take away from yep that's the truth and i think i think there'll be a lot of focus around that because You know, somebody I was doing an interview one time and they asked me about, you know, the metaverse and they said, you know, do you believe do you believe, you know, the hype around the metaverse and, you know, the you know, all these different components. And I said, the way that the metaverse is being pitched today, I don't necessarily see the value of it. Um, And I'll tell you why is because the majority of what's being developed is being developed on centralized infrastructure. So you're basically going to again trust a, a second party to host your infrastructure uh and by the way create digital real estate digital items you know almost like if you've ever been a gamer and you have in in game items you know and if they decide arbitrarily that they just don't want you to have that anymore you can be removed from the system so i i see you know the metaverse and kind of what web 3 is 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 kind of moving toward as being completely decentralized infrastructure underneath. So the cadenas and the fluxes and the, you know, the projects that are really building that decentralized infrastructure. And and then I think on top of that, you have these front end, and I think that's where mock like really comes into play as well, because, you know, if you can convince me that NFTs are like valuable and actually uh, create use cases, and and you did, then I think everyone could start to see that. And also it protects their investment because if they've invested in these things, if, you know, Snoop Dogg spends $450,000 on a piece of, you know, virtual real estate and tomorrow AWS decides they they don't want to run, you know, the metaverse anymore. They don't want these servers running on there. It's done. He's gone. You know? So Hmm. I think it's super important that we, we as, as community leaders really start to push people when they talk about Web3 as like, what is the definition of Web3? Um, what is your definition of Web3? And I think if we can get that elevator pitch to you know, different people, they'll start to feel more comfortable talking about it and educating other people. And really it goes back to you know uh, breaking the wheel and getting these things decentralized. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I'm sitting so we 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 talked a little bit about that but I'm but I think one of the big things I want to talk about with you today is especially as well is the fact that I am sitting on a medium that I'm looking at right now that's going to be rele- released this afternoon and it specifically talks about the node incentivization program that mock has has really kind of and by the way you guys have championed this and we've got other projects that are following right in suit with that but tell me a little bit about how you, know, you guys have kind of structured this, and uh, I'll be sending this, uh, media, this Medium article out after this, this uh, uh, space today. By all means. So to
2: explain about the article, first of all, let's backtrack and talk about why does this article actually exist and why, as you coined it, are we championing? We're championing it because of what it is that we just said prior, and that is if you believe in something, you better lead by example rather than just you know talking out of your ass. And we knew all the way back when we started building on Cadena that we wanted to get as involved with Flux as possible, right? Because we're seeing the partnership that is formed here, and we understand how valuable it is and why it's so valuable. Now, before I actually get started i got a question for you right how much does it cost in flux to actually run a d app for a month let's
1: say oh it's it's so incremental that it's damn near criminal
2: exactly so we're seeing all of these centralized solutions that just have absolutely no problems like falling down every Monday and Tuesday, just because they feel like it, just because somebody in the back end decided to turn off the switch. And we said, okay, we don't want to do that. But Flux, right, what's the cost over here? And it's damn near free. So we came to the conclusion, there's not a single reason why you would not want to run your app on Flux. But that's not enough for us. Because if we want to lead by example, we want to make sure others do so. So part of what it is that we've done is for two parties. One is the node operators. And the second is for fellow project family. For the node operators, we wanted to tell them, guys, you basically run the engine that we're living on. We value you guys for everything that you're doing. we're not just gonna tell you we value you. We're gonna show you, right? We're gonna show you by giving you these additional incentives From our own pocket from our own treasury just for you guys to continue doing what it is that you do so well and on the other side we started doing so with project founders as well just to be able to tell them guys look this is so beneficial not only for us but for web3 in general you got to do exactly the same thing now to get into the specifics right what it is that we're doing, we're basically t- taking tokens and we're releasing them by emissions to node operators. Basically, if you run a cadena application instance as a flux node operator, you're basically carrying our infrastructure on in your back. Right. So we want to incentivize you. The incentives we're providing are basically for cadena chain web node operators and for the operators of our own front end, right? Because You can have both of them running on Flux, the back end and the front end as well. And right now, day one, we have about, in total, I think about $85,000 at IDO value that are going to be admissioned to node operators over a period of, I think, about three years, right? Now, that's IDO value. Right That's the initial value before we actually get to work launching our protocol, and so on, right, but that's not it because we're not the only ones to be doing that. We have DocuShield Shield as well, right that have announced a while back that they're doing that, and I can also say that we're going to have a couple more projects to be doing that, and I have a feeling that until the end of two thousand twenty two we're going to have about ten. Cadena-based projects, if not more, that are incentivizing node operators with their own native tokens. So just by running a node, you can get airdrops of about five, 10, eventually much more different projects, giving you that additional passive income.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the node of incentivization project uh, for anyone who is is new, kind of new to the space or maybe doesn't know about uh, what that looks like. Uh, we, we started that with Cadena about almost a year and a half ago. The better part of. Oh, man, I, time has just gone so, ba- uh, fi- so fast. Um and what cadena uh, had a unique uh, a unique challenge that they wanted to have fixed they wanted to they wanted to be uh, deeper decentralization especially around their their uh, their node infrastructure so you know chain web data all that kind of good stuff and flux came in and said hey let's let's do this let's let's deploy it on the flux infrastructure so we get everything uh dockerized packed up and and deployed on the flux infrastructure and the folks that are going to be running that imp- that that back end that that infrastructure let's reward them and K- kadena was very generous in terms of you know uh, uh, of helping uh, incentivize uh the folks for doing this and it was very um even today you still get a little kadena for for running your node and and having that infrastructure but but what what it really does address is it 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 solves a big problem with node-based infrastructure and for people to continue to keep developing on projects. And that is, people kind of expect things for free. You have to monetize to to really get adoption. Um, And, you know, if you run a Bitcoin node, you do it because, you know, you support the network, so on and so forth. But, But really that's a problem in itself as well. So, uh, but you have to incentivize these folks. So the way that Flux (laughs) structured this was to be able to allow projects like yours to bolster that decentralization and also, uh, you know, uh, uh, reward the individuals running that infrastructure. So it was very successful with Kadena. I think it's going to be unbelievably successful with mock and um, you know, there's uh, other Cadena K- projects that are running on Flux now that they're kind of doing the same thing. They're isolating uh, uh, funds for mm-hmm. the node operators. So I think it's really cool. Um, I think it's a it's a very good way to uh, continue to grow and incentivize people to participate. And, you know, you guys are very forward thinking because you guys were the very first project that really approached us and said, hey, we actually want to build this into our tokenomics, which was a big deal. You guys build it into your tokenomics, mm-hmm.
2: and you know it's it's even more than that because that's another thing that you need that connects all of us, right? I mean, Flux Labs and Flux are becoming you know a pretty large incubator. Like a while back, you guys announced that you have an additional project joining uh, Flux uh, as a partner, which is Cat cars. And a couple of days back, we announced the very same partnership that we're partnering with them to actually integrate elements of their own protocol into our little tiny uh, metaverse, right?
1: So, then, isn't that isn't amazing? Like the, it, It's like good projects gravitate toward each other, but this is how ecosystems are built, right? So Absolutely. And this, in, in my opinion, is the very first cross-platform, cross like the Cadena, the Flux folks, and so on and so forth, uh, working together where they're building this ecosystem that isn't uh, tribalistic. So, you know, the Ethereum folks are building on Ethereum. You know, the Solana folks are building on Solana, whereas Kadena is working with Flux and they're building out like this multi-layered. And now it starts to get like this. It's almost like a spider web approach where, uh, you know, you have these core pieces in the middle and now all of a sudden it's starting to branch out in these different directions and it's pulling it all together. So front end uh you know the development the deployment uh on, on the cadena network back end and infrastructure uh the run on flux and and now you're starting to see these other partner projects that are, are really tapping into both of them so you it, it's really cool to see how this is developing and it's fun i mean we forgot mentioning that right it's fun it's fun
2: doing all of these things it's fun doing an NFT watch collection It's fun partnering with you guys and incentivizing node operators because you want to, you want to do that act of uh, solidarity and support. And it's fun partnering with other projects, you know, like uh, DocuShield, like Catcars, like Kadena, like you, that are in the same mindset as you are. You feel like you're surrounded by people and projects that are going to support you on your quest to make Web3 actually Web3 and actually awesome, right? cannot take that for granted
1: it reminds me of like um you know and i and even though we're sitting in a you know somewhat argue that we're sitting in a a bear market right now it reminds me of the early days of bitcoin where you know people were super altruistic they were looking at ways to better the project they were looking at you know and and when the price was down nobody really gave a shit and i i feel it i feel we're kind of there now um and the other thing is, is bringing fun back to this is a, is a big deal, because I think there's been so much emphasis and froth around the, the monetary side of things that we forget that really the initiatives that we all set out to do is to create something greater than what we are in decentralization. So I, I, I agree with what you said earlier about you feel bad for the people that are, um, you know, right now they're, they're down financially. But I don't feel bad for the people that bought meme coins. And I don't feel, I, I feel, i not necessarily that I don't feel bad. I feel remorse for them because they were led astray. But it's like, it's all of our jobs to really educate people, um, you know, about crypto and, and where to be. And I think it's good that ecosystems like this are, are building through the down cycle. And I would say there's only a few that I have found that are really still aggressively moving forward with this stuff, um, even in the down cycle, you know, like. It, 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 it's kind of shocking to me that you don't see see more people developing because i always say it to the i say it to the team all the time i'm like you know bear markets are where uh, are where legends are made because if you can if you can continue your product and product and your mission through a bear market well then you're going to be rewarded on the other side as you move into a bull market and the adoption cycle continues so definitely
2: i mean it does take a lot of perseverance and guts I would say to an extent to be building in a period like this but then again I mean we're not feeling it too much like at least over here in Kadena it's like we're segregated in a very good way like we're so focused about every new project that comes up or every new thing that we can build that all the noise it's almost like static like white noise we filter it out because it just doesn't matter because we got convictions and we got we know where we will end up being and when the market actually bounces back, you know, people will recognize that people will see that you were building when others were just, you know, staying away because they saw, Oh, I don't have any quick money right now.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think, you know, uh, I've always said this too, that like, um, if you have a mission at heart, uh, money is the byproduct of a successful mission. Right. So I think, I think, like you said, we're almost insulated to a point uh, where the the fluxes of the world and the cadenas of the world—they're so interested in building out the technology pieces of it all that they don't really—and and in in reality, I hate to say it—I don't even think about price that much. Um, I hardly think about it at all, and the reason being is because the mission's so apparent. You know what I mean? Like we we have so much opportunity that you know there's no reason for us to even fret about those things not 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 that i'm saying people don't because you know obviously investors you know they invest because they want to see a reward but i i would say the majority of our community members are 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 more are, have a higher education level at least for blockchain in this space than than you would see in some of these you know um you know i for,
2: for Ivanovitch, shith-
1: yeah, I for shits and giggles yeah. joined the the Shiba Inu community one time just to see what everybody was talking about, and boy, I will tell you what, I had to get off of that and burn my phone. <laughs> it's bad, man, wow. it's like how can you even
2: suffer that? Like you're there, and you know, one of the biggest selling points are like liquidity locked or founders doxed like if you see that there's liquidity locked that means okay yeah i'm i'm going to invest in that product right it doesn't matter that there is absolutely nothing behind it no added value created it's just a ponzi right the yeah. only thing you need to be making money is for somebody to come after you and actually buy more so you can sell on top of them that's not how real value is created and it's no wonder that sometimes bubbles burst right but in periods like this that's exactly when And where we persevere because we show that we're building something real, something that actually gives a benefit, something that actually improves everybody around us. So the value created is legitimate and honest. And I'm happy because we're going to see much more of that soon enough when those that actually have, you know, the strength and actually, as you said, the mission, they will come on board and they will continue building.
1: Yeah, I think. And I think it's really a testament to uh, a, a, a deeper education in the technology. And and honestly, I think that you're seeing blockchain as a whole, and I'm not going to say the word crypto. I think it's blockchain as a whole. Uh, I think people are starting to become more educated in, in investors, and they're starting to understand that, um, yeah, I I need to do more due diligence. I need to dig into these things because we, we live – you know, for so many years, we've lived in times where you know we went to this you know, stock market or something like that. We invested in a stock because somebody told us to do it, but we would, didn't really do a, a lot of due diligence or research about it. And we're kind of in a position now where, yeah, I think uh, I think I think people are starting to educate themselves, and part of that is the experience of kind of getting your ass kicked. I hate to say it. I, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say it. Sometimes you need that education and and it's and it's it's expensive education, but it's not a education nonetheless yeah, absolutely so I'm curious um so he talked a little bit about the node incentivization program, and I, I that actually is a medium that will go out today like literally right after this. so what are some of the other exciting things coming up for you guys that because I know you guys uh, I believe you have a raise coming up. Oh, yeah. So basically, we got two extremely
2: exciting things happening extremely soon. Uh, a, tomorrow, the registration for our IDO with Hypersent actually finishes. And the following day, we're starting our actual IDO. And for whoever doesn't know, Hypersent is one of the several launchpads right now on Kadena. And we just love them. They're amazing uh, friends of ours. And they've built a kick-ass system for launching uh, not only uh, tokens, but also NFTs. And it's you might be interested in that, actually, man. It's like a super fair system. And I've never seen something like that, right, when it comes to launch pads, because launch pads are usually catered towards the whales, right? Like the more money you have, the more allocations you can buy, the more control you can actually have. And percent honestly went out of their way to design a system That leans more towards the lottery and fair allocations, rather than, um, you know, just if you have a lot of money, you're going to have much more control, and you're going to become a whale.
1: So whoever and that that really goes against the whole, the whole goal of decentralization. You know what I mean? Like it's just uh, that's just you know the current the current uh, financial infrastructure, just with a different name. Are you there? Did we lose you? Well, that means that I get to talk to myself for a while. So <laughs> I guess I'll be right back. I guess he lost connection. But I think uh I think it's important that you know uh this team really works all of these teams really work on uh making sure that we can, you know, have a uh, percent is actually re- on here. percent okay, well, we're going to add you. percent can you here Well, that's probably better because if I'm talking to myself and I'm probably answering my own questions and that's a little bit sketchy. So let's, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more um, as, as Dora was talking about your, your, your platform. Let's share with, the, share with everybody on this uh, exactly what you guys are doing.
3: Hey, hey guys, I'm Andre from Hypercent. I don't want to steal the show or anything. I'll be short. Um, basically, we saw that launch pads have silly allocations. You had to like stake 30K, 50K worth of dollars to get 500 Dollars allocation. On the other hand, there were people who were staking a lot of a lot of tokens, and they had infinite infinite uh, uh, allocations, you know. And they they were running the show because if you're going to allow whales to to have allocation that the cost like 100k, they're going to pump that token to get 100k worth of it, right? So the the people who want to have small allocations, they won't be able to afford them because the token is now like 30x because of three people. In low liquidity situations, right? So, we have built a system that uh, avoids that. Um, we want a, a bigger uh, middle class. We want people to. We want more people who can afford a, le- a mid-level of allocation, rather than like 10, 10 guys running the show. Uh, and we are doing that by initially by allowing people to go for guaranteed allocation or lottery instead of creating like those tiers where where you. You you know you you, you you invest in some project and then with the profit you you buy more more launchpad tokens and have a higher tier and and everything seems like a ponzi right uh, I won't explain our system right now because it would be silly it would take a lot of time but the end goal is to have a, a bigger middle class of people who can uh, you know enjoy uh, we'd rather sell to like five thousand people than three hundred people right absolutely yeah absolutely and
1: that's 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 unique and that's you know this is one of the first times that that i mean i i know what you guys are doing but this is first one of the first times i'm hearing it from from you all so i mean it sounds to me like you have a lot of concentration specifically around keeping this decentralized and really kind of putting it back into the hands of of just kind of the everyday people that want to participate and instead of large va- whales that are coming in and then it just kind of goes against everything that we're we stand for so uh, yeah, so so actually,
3: you guys... yeah, we actually have a system like, you know, Mock is giving uh, rewards to Flux node, node operators. They are also giving us a percentage of their token allocation for our ideal vault, which our ideal vault is basically, let's say, uh, a vault where we put all the tokens we get from projects and we share it back to hype holders who stake it. And the ideal vault is going to be used further on in the future uh, to make sure that people can choose between mining this vault let's say or participating in projects so smaller players who cannot who don't afford let's say locations anymore they can just go there and mine the vault they stake their tokens in the in the vault and you know they get back some of the stuff that we that we got from projects right
1: Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah yeah that's that door door do we have you back now
2: Yes, you guys do. I apologize about that. I have no idea what happened. Yeah. I just Thanks for yeah, yeah, I'm yay, guessing.
1: Yay, yay, Twitter's. Thanks, fixes. Andre. Yeah. Oh,
2: absolutely. Okay, so what was I saying? Yeah, I was saying we got two amazing things happening, right? One is the IDO itself. And the second thing is that once the IDO is over, I'm going to do something that I haven't done in a long while, and that's I'm going to take a day off. Or maybe I'm not going to take a day off. Maybe I'm just going to wake up late at maybe like 10, 11. I'm going to sleep late, right? No, but in all seriousness, we do have a lot of amazing things happening. We, got, we still have a ton of things to reveal. We just right now released our song that we have produced that is going to be the first NFT song on Cadena, right? With royalties going to the artists themselves. Oh, that that sounds pretty badass. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're a big fan of rock and metal, be sure to give it a listen. You can see it on our profile page. And what else? We got a rebrand process going on. So we're going to be showcasing our new logo and the new website design in a couple of weeks. And what else? I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we still have a lot of work to do. And the work never ends. But ultimately, we're excited, right? It's like a dream come true. Actually, being in this position, uh, seeing your token traded, you know, uh, our token obviously will be traded on CADEx. CADEX also are very, very big fans of um, Flux. And yeah, it's honestly a dream come true being in that position to see something that you've worked on so hard for days and nights, actually being in the hands of Friends and community members and people that you just have a lot of fun with, right? Like a year and a half ago when I joined Kadena and Flux, right? I met a lot of people and now those very same people are going to be holders of Mock as a token. And it's going to be awesome. And there's going to be a lot of things to be happening with Mock as well in the future that people don't know yet, but they will know in time when we're ready to announce
1: yeah, that's pretty badass. And this is good. This goes to both you and and Hypercent, uh since since they're on the the call as well. So you know, it's it feels to me like you know doing a raise and a down cycle like this can be scary. But the confidence level that you all exude about these projects, like. does does it is there extra work that's really involved with that i mean because i I guess you got to get the word out there a little bit more you got to hustle a little bit more you got to grind a little bit more you got to explain your project a little bit more because when you're in the upcycle everybody's buying everything right so tell me how you guys are handling that
3: uh if i may door i think that really thinking in a time like this is maybe the best thing you can do for community-wise because this is when you get the best people the best partners people who have not yet capitulated and by the way, I respect the people who left the market, they include too much for them, that's fine, you know, it's, it's everybody's choices, but now you're going to get the people who really listen and who are, who are reading and they, they're making, um, you know, rational like decisions. Uh, and yeah, there is a, a bit of more work and, you know, uh, you, you feel the market, but you know, you're, you know you're going to have the best people around, man. Even even if you promote yourself and even if you access new groups of people, you know. And in the past, you've seen that there are people there, like retailers, who who invest in meme coins in the past. But now you can find like maybe twenty good people there, which is a lot better than five hundred people who buy Shiba. Well, yeah,
1: Absolutely. and you know, if Flux Flux kind of did that. You know, when we went through the you know twenty eighteen bear market, I would say the majority of our Flux node operators they minded at a loss, you know what I mean? They stayed in the game because they knew that the project was going to develop out those same folks, uh, last year, you know, were, I'd say they definitely ROI to just damn near about anything. And if you didn't, that's a, that's a, that's a shame. But, um, but what it did was it, it, it drove a more educated base to our project so that people understand, you know, it wasn't me, just me evangelizing why this was important. It was actually the people that were running the infrastructures infrastructure. They were the folks that were hodling. They're the folks that were, you know, mining, you know, so and so forth. So and I think you guys have kind of that same mindset right now is that if you do your raise in a down cycle to continue to keep your project moving forward, if you can do that in a down cycle and you can get educated users in the down cycle, those educated users become community members in the up cycle and they become your foundational base to, to really evangelize your project.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's how we do the nerds, right? believers in times like this, you know, on green days, everybody's your friend.
2: But just to add to that, the period is divided into two parts, right? Like the period before the raise and the period after the raise. Yeah, of course, before the raise, you got a lot of pressure, massive pressure. But then again, you know, we're accustomed to pressure, right? And there was a period back when I was in the army that I actually ran a field hospital during the Syrian civil war, right? Now that was pressure, right? Does it get anywhere close to what it is that we're experiencing now? Nah, not at all. Right now it's much worse. But then again, we know what it's like to be handling pressure. But afterwards, after the raise, that's where things get interesting because the pressure completely dissipates and it is replaced by accountability, right? Because now you raise money from people you owe to those people, right? To build the best damn project. But because, and this relates right now to what Andre was saying, you found yourself those people that are actually interested. And they're actually the talented, educated investors or those that persevered and they wanted to learn, right? Those are the best people to take with you when you're in the process of building and optimizing and launching something which is good, right? So you're doing that together with them. You're taking the input from them of what should, should you do? How should you do it? And you can trust that they have your best intention in their hearts and the same way it goes towards them. Right. So that is an amazing benefit that I don't think uh, many people focus on when we're when they're talking about building during a bear market. But in my opinion, that's definitely the best thing we have. We earned people that are going to be with us for years to come. That's exciting.
1: That's really exciting. I agree. I I agree. I think that is that is a big big point. So we're sitting about. 49 minutes in so what i'd like to do is if you guys are good a high percent more than welcome to stay and do uh uh, some some questions with us if if anyone has anything so let's go ahead and do this just if you want to ask a question just go ahead and raise your hand we'll go ahead and unmute you you can ask your question uh you can ask it really ama anything anything from any of these projects ask the questions so i have one that came from a community member it says Specific, uh, for mock specifically is um when when exactly does the raise start and what do we have to do to participate and i think we covered awesome. that a little bit but maybe a recap would be good
2: a, a tiny bit yeah so the raise actually starts on thursday and uh, the raise at high percent works in rounds right but the registration finishes tomorrow around this time so if you want to participate i suggest as soon as the talk ends go over and get yourself a bit more educated About mock and about high percent. Because if you're making investments, you got to be making informed investments and understand how the model works, both in the high percent group and hours on Telegram or Discord, whatever. We're going to be available to help out and to answer questions. But briefly, you got a few things you can do. You can either stake hype, lock hype to get guaranteed allocations, or you can lock hype to get lottery tickets that if the lottery tickets, are not winning tickets during the first round they will be available for you during the second round in which anything that's left is going to be distributed along uh, everybody else that did not have the winning ticket uh, andre how did you say you call that round you have a sweet name for that
3: yeah we call it the, the lucky losers round basically whoever didn't have winning tickets is going to participate in the second round if it happens there's also the risk that the round, their second round doesn't happen because the first round is designed to sell out. Mathematically, if everybody like buys as much as they claim they will, uh, it's going to sell out. So there's like this balancing balancing risk where people can get more lottery tickets to risk it more because they're cheaper, and they think that well we'll get the second round. But on the other hand, maybe it sells out in the first round, and you know it's a more gamified experience, let's say so much psychology
1: involved in that yeah <laughs> yeah the game the gamification process or you know building around that i think is a big deal and and it sounds to me like you know you guys have that kind of baked in from the get go i think that's going to actually be very very successful
3: yeah so it, it was a lot of work involved uh, actually with a friend who is an expert in poker
1: <laughs> I like to think. Oh, I'm we love expert. poker. Yeah, I love poker too. I'd like to say I'm an expert, my, but my wallet would argue differently.
3: We had a poker tournament during the hypersentido, and Alex was doing very well. Uh, it was savage. People were, were playing for whitelist spots It was a, a different time, let's say, and it was savage, man. It was a savage <laughs> poker. Alex will tell you more about it. I, I, I'm sorry you you weren't there to see it.
1: Uh yeah, and if you guys ever do that again, you know you can we have a we have a poker an online poker app that you runs on Flux. It's completely decentralized. So I'm just throwing that out there if you guys wanna do that in the future. Oh, really
3: cool. Link, link to Alex you. and he'll link me. Okay, cool. <laughs> do, you, I have another, do you really I have another want
1: group? us to do
2: that though? I mean, why invite us? We're gonna wipe you guys up. We're gonna wipe you up. Pro-
1: probably. I probably. I, I just consider donations. That's all I'm doing. I'm just donating. <laughs> So we got a couple, we got a couple poker sharks in our Discord as well. So they they've taken quite a bit of fluff from me in the day. So uh, this is a uh, question for Hypersent. It says, "How does a project get into Hypersent, and uh, how do I apply?"
3: Well, applying is the easiest thing ever. There's a form on our website, which unfortunately we did not have time to reply to in the past days because, for obvious reasons, we're having the mock idea. As for the, the criteria, I think it's fairly simple if you have a project that makes sense to have a token or a project that makes sense to have an NFT, even if the art is nice or the use case is nice, uh, if, you're, if you're fair and share our values, which we have always shared with people, you, know, uh, you can contact us. And also, if you grind that community, because everybody has an idea, but there there's a a lot of higher chance that you're going to to get a positive response if you have already started to grind the community and and get some confirmation of 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 your concept from the people you know from the people of the cadena community
1: yeah uh and I, and i it, it, that really is that speaks volumes because you know if you base your 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 uh, projects that you're working with off of your own ethos, then you're going to have projects that gravitate toward you for the right reasons, so I have another question that came in it says when hyperset hypercent flux lab
3: Well so, I think we wanted to ping you about your IPFS because you know as, as, as our NFT raises are right around the corner, we would have loved to to have a a way to you know to, to have the NFTs. Stored right.
1: Well, guess what? We just deployed IPFS on Flux last week, so officially well, it's real. It's fully released. So, well, yeah. Uh, officially,
3: we can have a call next, uh, next couple of days, maybe after the idea is over.
1: Yes, yes. Get these get these mock guys across the finish line, and then and then we'll talk. So that would be cool. That would be a lot of fun. Is there anybody good, else then. in in here that would like to ask a question? So just go ahead yes. and raise hand. Uh,
2: I I would like to ask a question. You mean to tell me that Flux IPFS is
1: live? It is live. Uh, where we have IPFS on running on Flux right now. So uh, hallelujah! We, yeah, we're we're really pushing hard for our persistent storage model as well. So I think you'll see that coming uh, right after Titan. So we're going to have an announcement today about Titan. It might be today. It might be tomorrow about the open beta that we're going to allow people to start. Uh, you know, uh, put putting their uh, 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 flux into Titan and then right after that is persistent storage so I think you're going to see quarter four is going to be kind of a watershed um, moment for us because persistent storage IPFS uh, uh, a deeper integration with IPFS uh, secured hardened dockers things like that are all quarter four and uh, with Titan coming online I think that's going to be a really cool thing as well so yeah uh, we've got a lot of stuff out there, we also have Jetpack 2.0, which is analytics uh, for projects that are basically running on Flux, providing them with the uh, with analytics around their their and metrics around their projects. Is, I think that's going to be a big deal as well. So yeah, good stuff, man. And I'm and uh, we w- I I think there'll be more formal announcements around this, especially with the persistent data piece here within the next couple of weeks in Titan. But yeah, good stuff. Absolutely, that mm-hmm. mm-hmm. incredible.
3: That was a
2: nice announcement. I did not expect that.
1: Yeah, well, you know me. I like to just drop bombs here and there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. All right, guys. I think uh, unless anybody else has a question, I think we're right on. We're right on the hour. And uh, if anyone wants to ask a question, fire it now. If not, then we'll go ahead and win we'll the space. You guys want to give some information about your projects, where we they can find you, and so on and so forth. Do we not? yes you guys yes
3: well click on high percent who's talking right now you're going to find us on twitter and from there you're going to find us everywhere Got it. and on my side
2: and not much i mean we said everything we wanted to say the only thing to say right now is mock mock and dan i'm assuming you're going to be releasing the medium article in a few minutes right about I'm, the hitting, I'm, the I'm
1: hitting the publish button
2: as we speak Awesome. So I think if you're doing that, I might as well uh, also make a small tweet about an- another thing we're going to be giving out our dear node operators, which is the, one of the fir- very first ever uh, mock NFTs, which is going to be uh, an equipable in-game wearable medallion. That's going to be increasing your luck stat. And because of that, that's going to be increasing your reward multipliers and your overall earnings.
1: So I'm going to be releasing that also in a few months. Hell yes. That's good. I love that. I love those little things at the end. So, I mean, it, you got to hang around to the end to get all the the, the, the details.
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Everyone else, uh, uh, check us out on runonflux.io. You can follow us online at at runonflux on Twitter. And uh, if you want to follow me and listen to the ramblings of a crazy man, it's at uh, D-A-K underscore flux. So. Guys, thanks for jumping on, and it was really nice. Uh, HyperSign, thanks for jumping on too. That was really cool that, that it all. Thanks for out like
3: allowing this. us the spotlight, man. Thanks a lot for having us, and yeah, let's talk next week about the IPFF stuff.
1: And and Dore, you're you're on my list of badasses. So congratulations. You know all the all the thank stuff you. you did to help us out really was awesome. So uh, thank everybody else for coming, and and uh, we'll have another space soon. Awesome, been a pleasure. Thanks for
0: checking out another episode of The
1: Ether. That was Flux
0: and the miners of Cadenia chatting about NFTs, Web3, and beyond. Recorded on Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Get into the shit and line them up. Just another fixed game of try my luck. Go, oh, lighten up, dog. It could always be worse. Unless you're in the back of a hearse. When you're dead or putting in new speakers. It's a toss up, driver. Yo, I've done the research, living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor, we take a little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Taste great, less filling, less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone off the building And the blocks came tumbling down, all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal, I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the hubble